louder. Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's Rants After Dark with your host, Brandon A. Lane. Welcome again to another episode of Rants After Dark. I'm your host, Brandon A. Lane, and joining me tonight is the OG of the POD. You know him, you love him. Praise the Lord! It's Fat Fuck Scott. Hi. I forget that part. <laughs> now, for the month of June, we're going old school and bringing you not one, but two watch long commentaries. Uh, this being the second of those, and you're listening to uh, what is the culmination of uh, almost uh, the entirety of the runtime of the podcast. Uh, I believe it was our two-year anniversary. Uh, Fat Tony and I did uh, the original Evil Dead, so now we're uh, we're closing out a, a chapter a full of, circle. Which I mean, I guess you could technically triangle. Te- technically, yeah, triangle. <laughs> uh, technically, say that there are a couple other Evil Dead movies. Uh, there's the Evil Dead remake, and then Evil Dead Rises on the horizon. Yeah. But as far as you know, Ash is concerned, this is the trilogy, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe one day we'll come around to doing the uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead series. I think that would be a nice I would love to addendum. Do the series. Now, we invite all of you out there in the Rant Army to pop in your DVD, Blu-ray, VHS, Laserdisc, or digital copy and pause the movie right to where the old Universal logo is going to be uh, spinning across the screen. And just so there's no confusion, we're going to be watching the theatrical edition today. Um, then we're going to do a countdown, and when we say hit play, what are you going to do? I'm going to hit play. Exactly. Uh, just remember, you don't have to watch the movie with us. You get, get to watch the movie with us. So let's hit the ground running. Three, two, one, play. play. I probably need to turn the audio down, so that's not... There we go. All right. So good. Army of Darkness was released February 19th, 1993 on an estimated budget of $11 million. Uh, opening weekend, $4,424,535. What do you think this movie made uh, in its gross worldwide? Uh, $30 million? $20 million? Boy, you are greatly... Uh, overestimating. I know, this is not a movie you go see in theaters. This is the one you get high with your friends and watch home, so... And this movie made $11,505,128. Oh, now, throughout the course of this, we'll sort of dissect uh, the reasoning as to why this film uh, fell upon deaf ears upon its release, but when you take into the uh, cost of promotion and, you know, and all that... This movie did not make money. Now I'm sure when it got released kind on VHS, it uh, it probably did considerably better. Um, and I know this was a movie that was on USA. A I lot. mean, I mean, like every yeah. weekend when I was a kid. So it, it 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 syndicated rights. It had to make some money along the way. Um, what do you think the IMDb rating for Army of Darkness is? Is that a ten or a hundred out of ten? 7.2. Well, you're close, man. 7.4. Oh, God. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which is an unreliable source, but we'll we'll give them their due uh, just the same. 73% fresh rating. Okay. 
At least it's fresh. Not I'll a, take it. Not as high as part two, but I believe it's higher than part one. Um, this is a little more, I guess, crowd friendly. Uh, yeah, a little more, a more crowd aimed, friendly. Aimed a little more at the middle uh, yeah. in terms of you know its its viewing base. Uh, what do you think the audience score from Rotten Tomatoes is? Eighty six. Got it, man. You're close. Eighty seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the on the money, man. Uh, what do you think the Metacritic score is? Which we have all agreed is the worst metric in terms of uh, aggregator 52. scores. Fifty-two, close fifty-nine. God damn! Yeah, not not exactly. suck. Not exactly as Metacritic high. Sucks. Not exactly as high as uh, it should be. However, uh, aside from our rant army review, the one that we generally uh, seem to agree with the most, being the Google users. Uh, what do you think their rating is? 89. 92%. Yay! Go them! Yes, yes. Uh, that's that's pretty much, uh, if I were going to rate it, that's pretty close. But the only score that matters is the Rant Army Review. Right. So, in the Facebook group, I gave our listening audience two options. Army of Darkness, good. Army of Darkness, bad. And what do you think our rant on review? One hundred percent great. One hundred percent across the board. Everyone should love this film. Uh, this movie came in at ninety six percent. Oh so my god! All, Whoever you are, I will find you, and, and I will kill you. And uh, I, I believe the people who uh, were down on this movie are, are probably uh, either they're either fans of the the like hard harder nature of the first movie or they love the blend of comedy mm. and horror in the second one because this is this is just a looney tunes film. This is a great movie. This is definitely their ode to the three stooges right here. By the way, that shot with the car fell had to be filmed twice cuz the first time the fucking crane that they used was uh, too light, and it actually fell off a fucking mountain. <laughs> there was nobody injured, but like the crane went off the mountain, and so they had to bring in a giant crane to get that crane out, and they used that crane to drop the car the second time. Now, is it this this film, or was it Evil Dead Two, where uh, Bruce tried to get them to to destroy the car? Oh, it's this one. Um, it's the later scene, whenever they're um, whenever they're turning it into the death machine or whatever. Yeah. He switched out the cars and thought nobody would notice. But I think somebody like came by and realized that's that's Sam's car, <laughs> and so they told Sam and he got it changed out. And Bruce was so mad. I, I love that they're uh, the the knights are like stabbing it, and they're like, "What manner of armor is this?" Yeah, <laughs> that's a good little touch. There's a thing in Dragon Ball, very first episode of Dragon Ball. It's like that. Goku never seen a car, so he attacked it. Makes sense. Oh, You'd think the same thing. It's a giant. Metal beast thing. The only difference is that is that the Evil Dead trilogy is great. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you saying Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball. I just, no. I'm just trying to get you riled up. It works. You're dick. So, um, this movie is rated R. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there there is a ton of violence, albeit a little more on the cartoony side. Um, however, on Stank Dick Eddie's Titty Tally, we have zero. Um, it's fine. It balances out. We got the comedy to thank. We... We technically get... We didn't get that much gore in this one compared to... Well, other than the giant there's spray a, of blood. There's, there's mayhem, but oh. it's, it's not... It's not there's like... There's a up like, coyote roadrunner violence. Yeah, I mean, it's it's slapstick. It's, yeah, uh, and I love it. Yeah, it's it's very cartoony, but it's... Th- I think this is the the best uh, 
it's the most enjoyable uh, amount of gratuitous violence mm-hmm. because, like the second movie, it's it rides that line it's perfectly because they're they're still trying to get a scare out of you. And if they had gone a step further, it would have been uh, ridiculous too, too much. And I think this movie kind of set this tone from the get go, so you know when shit starts really going crazy. That okay, this is this is not meant to be taken Come seriously. On, like the windmill scene. <laughs> yeah, it's, you can really point to just about any scene yep. in this movie, and uh, that would be applicable. What do you think the the death total is in? Are we counting undead as well, like the skeletons and all that? Okay, well, in my count, I did not include the skeletons because holy fuck! <laughs> I was gonna make like really, you actually counted every single one of them. I have no idea. Um, there are well, not that well. There are thirty eight. That's, Jesus, that's including, uh, you know, flying deadites and and that's definitely and, a record for the and, series and witches and you know and, and everything in the between. Bitches. But as far as skeletons, I I gave up <laughs> because my hand was cramping and I'm like, fuck it. There's just a pause. lot. Pause. It, pause. But the problem is, is like, how do you? There's some of them look exactly the same, so mm-hmm. it's hard to even figure out like which one's which. How. I love that they're they're bastards. I believe they were throwing potatoes yeah. at him, uh, and it was just because they were like prop rocks. But of course, Sam Raimi loves I to. Sam actually chucked him as hard as he could at him. Yeah, he he wanted genuine reactions from Bruce Lee's pelting him with potatoes, which is just uh, they have the weirdest like that's a real like male bros of friendship. It's precisely you give your friends the ultimate crap. Well. I mean, both of us having our you know background working in a haunted house. This is exactly the the type of thing that we mm-hmm. you know we did do one another for fun, yep. um, or just you know as a means of fucking. That's how you like keep your sanity when you're stuck in the dark for eight to twelve to fourteen hours yeah. a day. I, I live that lifestyle. Still, I don't know how you do it. Ah, I'm. I'll be plenty of time to rest when I'm dead. <laughs> Um, so, um, Scott, if you'd be so kind, would you read the synopsis off the back of this, uh, copy of Armin Artis? Bound in human flesh, inked in blood, and amazingly hard to pronounce, the ancient Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead, unleashes unspeakable evil upon mankind and director Sam Raimi's, Darkman fame, outrageously hilarious sword and sorcery epic. Back to do battle with the hideous deadites, Bruce Campbell reprises his role from the Evil Dead series as Ash, the handsome, shotgun-toting, chainsaw-armed apartment store clerk from S. Mart's housewares division. Demonic forces time-warp him and his 73 Oldsmobile and the England's Dark Ages, where he romances a beauty, played by M. Beth Davids, and faces legions of undead beasts, including a ghastly army of skeletons. Can Ash save the living from the evil dead, rescue his girlfriend, and get back to his own time? Overflowing with spectacular special effects, Army of Darkness will make you scream with fear and laughter. And the words of the Washington Post, it's drop dead fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Still got it. I agree. I agree. Um, the thing that I really like about this film as opposed to the other ones, and this is not taking anything from the cast of part one or part two, it's because the cast is so big, mm-hmm. but you still have these peripheral characters who are mm-hmm. incredibly memorable. King Arthur Henry, the the wizard. They're, I'm I'm really 
Like Henry is basically here at the beginning and then shows up at the end, but he's still a memorable he, character. Yeah, but he gets he gets the hero's he gets the hero's welcome when he yep. returns. And this the point I was trying to make is that little that little <laughs> cameo from the woman that just yep. eats the piece of bread yep. in front of the camera. Like I that's one of the things I remember about this movie. I love this right here is so Hitchcock. It's slow. <laughs> so, it makes you wait for everyone it. leans in. It's like a Jake the Snake promo. You lean in. What's about to happen? But then it goes so fucking ridiculous over the top. I love that it also lights up Bruce's face right here with the red <laughs> before it. <even> got- <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get into it a, a little later on. But that, oh, that guy's are, God. that guy's are a blood right there is pretty much. Uh, the reason this movie has an yeah. R rating. Now, um, now Sam Raimi, the cleanest arrow shot in film ever. <laughs> Sam Raimi originally wanted to call this film the Medieval Dead. Yep. But Universal Pictures refused. The title Army of Darkness was created by Irvin Shapiro, who was a producer on the first two films. Raimi suggested Evil Dead 3 Army of Darkness, but the studio decided it just they wanted it to be just Army of Darkness. Um, however, the film is called Army of Darkness, The Medieval Dead in the UK. Yeah, in Europe. So, my question to you is, the original title, yay or nay? Uh, I like Medieval Dead, and I really wish they would have stuck with it. Like, put the, the Army of Darkness as a subtitle or whatever. But Medieval Dead, like, that's what you're getting. I was very confused the first time. Like, this was the first one I saw out of the three, like I said on the last episode. Um... You'll bet too. But I saw this one first, and then I was very confused. I was like, when I went back, and then I found the first one, <laughs> and it's two totally different things. But I, they should have kept Mad Evil Dead somewhere in there, Evil Dead somewhere. I, in there. Real, real life story. In my hometown of Morristown, Tennessee, home of the original Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, that was a potato that hit Bruce right there. Um, he's about to fall. So they're throwing potatoes at him. This is the the Sam Raimi shot, that warping of the uh, the frame. But there was a there was a a blockbuster in my hometown, and every time I go into blockbuster, I intentionally would move their copy of Army of Darkness to the se- to, to the E section mm-hmm. because I'm like, no, this is Evil Dead Three. This is not a standalone movie, and I have to think that the rationale behind the the title was because there had been such a gap in between sequels, and, and the first two movies were, were somewhat niche, and this movie happened because uh, Sam Raimi had done, uh, basically had signed a deal with Universal. And, I'll do this, and, but I want to do this later. Yeah. And I let him. But well, the other way around. Yeah. He, they, you do Dark Man, and then you, and you can do your third stupid Evil Dead movie. Uh... <laughs> What I love about this is like these. There's <laughs> some John Wayne punches, man, all the way back and all the way through. Yeah, this is this is straight out of like straight wah, wah, wah. stage combat 101. The the foley artist is like cranked those punches to like an absurd level. Fucking the flips and shit. Ah, you. Uh, How did he do that? You know, it's funny because as the, the character of Ash goes on, he becomes both more incompetent and mm-hmm. more capable yep. at the exact same time. Was the uh, line he used in the actual series like, shoot first, think never. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I mean, by the by the series, he he is like. Um, he can barely like, one. he can barely walk and talk <laughs> at the same time, um, but I, I think that like in terms of like if you look at him in, in like as a hero, the reluctant hero, mm-hmm. he's sort of like an archetype, but he he has his own st- stamp on it that like just never could be replicated, and the, the King Perfect. Arthur Knights uh, of the Round Table shot. This is this is great stuff. Oh yeah, the pose right there. The uh, the McFarlane figure, you could actually get him mm-hmm. in that pose. He's, he's like he's the splatter on. I love the splatter on the camera. The, the first person shot, like a, like from the camera POV of like like the chains are going around. It's just great. I love the spike slowly get further away and then slowly closer and then further away and then closer. I know this um originally right here. Well, hold on. Let me let me let me interject real quick. Do you know who this is? No, is that, it Ted? That is. Billy uh, Bryan. I did not know that. A.K.A. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. I did not know that. Um, so, right off the bat, you just got busted. Oh, my God. I know that originally there was only supposed to be one pit bitch, and that's what the crew, crew called him. Sorry, yeah. guys. But, like, Sam realized that it's, it doesn't put him in enough stress. So, they're like, <laughs> this is a last-minute addition. Just put him in a mask. Let him go. It's... Which is defective. <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's good. It, it's funny because like this movie is so it's so goofy, but there is like genuine tension in these moments. Yeah. Um, a- anytime you have a, an enclosing space uh, with somebody dangling, that's going to get you know a, a visceral reaction. I'm not dangling. Look at Star Wars. No, the, the trash compact is it, very very similar. Uh, that's what they the, they needed. Fuck the force. You need a chainsaw. There hand. you go. Yeah. Darth Vader uh, could not withstand Ash. That's no. the crossover the universe yeah, needs. Right. I mean, we've already crossed over with Marvel. He's fought Freddy and Jason, so it's time. <laughs> Intergalactic, baby. <laughs> Space trucking. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. Um, now, even though the Army of Darkness is, this is the third film in the series, uh, they promoted it as, as its own thing. Do you think that Army of Darkness works as a standalone movie? Oh, Yeah. Um, I mean, they give you that little flashback at the beginning to put you exactly where you need to be. So you really don't even need to watch the other two to enjoy this film. Um, I hate having to pick between Evil Dead 2 and 3 as my favorite, but I have so much fun with both. But this is just, it's, 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 it was the first one, so it's probably my favorite, to be honest. Okay, well, but let's look at it from the, from the flip side of of it being sort of presented as a standalone film, mm-hmm. uh, do you think that the title change helped or hurt the box office? I think it hurt because Army of Darkness is a very generic horror film name. Um, if you don't know what's going on, then... <sighs> so It would but- push away people who think it's pure horror, and it also pushed away the Evil Dead fans because they don't know it's an Evil Dead movie. I would assume that yeah, it hurt it in the long run. So, in an effort to to make it more standalone to appeal to a wider audience, they actually made it worse. They made it more niche. Yeah, I love I love this. It's it's almost this is very uh, Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you can't you can't get me, can't get me riding away. Sword boy, this is, <laughs> and here we go. One of the most 
iconic scenes from the film about to happen. This is very much Indiana Jones with the swordsman guy. Oh, this is, I mean, this is the the exact same scene, just, you know, uh, from a different perspective. Without food poisoning. Well, he didn't shoot him. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) See this? This is my bone stick! I love that he gives them the pitch yep. on top of everything because he, at, the, at the end of the day, he's still a... He's well, for still a, once, like, he's also actually the smartest guy in the room, kind of. It's it's hilarious. I love that. That is... Boy, now that I'm... Man, that you just said something. I, th- I have a parallel for this movie that I'd never really thought about. This movie is the reverse of Idiocracy. Oh, yeah. Where an average intelligent person goes to the future mm-hmm. and because everybody's become so dumb and inbred that he's the smartest person or Part a dumbass a dumbass modern person mm-hmm. who goes back in time and by default is the smartest person even though he is incredibly inept. <laughs> wow. So there you go. I'm going uh, The prequels uh, prequels panties the, dropped immediately. Oh yeah. She felt it. Another. He's so good. (laughs) He's so good. And today, as we're actually watching this, is actually the release of the Evil Dead game. It came out today. That is, uh, at the time Uh, we're recording this, this is Friday the 13th. The only one of this year, too. Yeah. The day before before my birthday, we're actually going to be at uh, Central Cinema tonight to to not watch the Friday the 13th film. We're watching... Uh, not Real Street Four, the Dream as Master. a hardcore Jason fan, I feel like I'm kind of betraying a little part of myself by going to watch Freddy on Friday the Thirteenth. But, but it's but for a good thing. We're doing it to uh, to shed light on mm-hmm. one of our favorite people, that being a production designing legend and uh, multiple podcast. Uh, Whoa! Uh, <laughs> uh, I've never understood that, by the way. First, you want to kill me. Now you want to kiss me. And he just spits out and says, "Blow." What does that mean? What does it mean? Does it like shoe fly go away? Or he wants a blowy? That's right. That was why I took it. I'm like, there's no way you say it like that. By the way, she is smoking hot. Yeah, she is. She is naturally beautiful, yeah. which is way harder to pull off. Oh my god! Here we go. Ah. Uh. I love this scene so much. It gave me one of my favorite catchphrases to use in any video game. <laughs> We're in the classic like puppeteering I just, Evil Dead the, Dead thing. This the the film stutter. It, mm-hmm. It's it's so Sam Raimi. It's just this is like the probably until Spider Man came out. Like this was every. Yep. everything you could want out of a Sam Raimi film in terms of like the visual. Uh, prospects because I mean this obviously had a much higher budget than the I love this film. call back to the first film because now Ash knows you don't it's a trick <laughs> so he stops him it's a trick get an axe by the way his mullet totally on yes. point yeah, that is a that is a mullet worthy of a 1986 <laughs> metal band yep. Now we're we're currently watching the eighty-one minute theatrical cut, but, uh, but there is an alternate ending uh, 
in the 96-minute director's cut. There is also an 88-minute international cut. Yo, Yo, she bitch. bitch. Let's go. Oh, that I use that line in video games and everything to this day, and I love it so much. Oh, so good. Um, the there's an 88 minute international cut, and last but certainly not least, we have uh, a 90 minute television cut, which um, is. Did you mention the European one? That's the yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was making sure. Like I was. I'm watching. I'm, this is very hard to commentate over because it's so damn good and um, so entertaining. <laughs> Now, I know we're jumping ahead, but I do want to talk about the alternate ending because there's a lot of theories uh. about it. Now, the differences are mostly minor between these different cuts, um, mm. except for the alternate ending, which is the preferred ending by Sam Raimi. And me. In the Ash vs. Evil Dead series, Ash wakes up in a similar post-apocalyptic scenario, very similar to what happens in the alternate ending of Army of Darkness. With that being said, people online have cultivated, uh, I mean, a myriad of theories about how you can basically take everything and make it canon. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, one uh, one being that each film is a different Ash from a parallel universe with similar situations playing out That's the some, somewhat we need. differently. Uh, the other being is that Ash is caught in a timeline loop, and he has been living the events over and over with them, playing out slightly differently. Kind of like uh, Coop being uh, trapped in the Black Lodge oh for 25 years kind of thing, where um, this is very similar to what's going on with uh, Multiverse of Madness. Um, Which I've not seen, so don't talk about it. Um, do either of these theories work for you, or or is it just... Uh, the I would thing? love to believe in a theory where we can eventually get a movie where Ash, Bruce Campbell, has to pull an Eddie Murphy and just play all the freaking roles. <laughs> oh my god. Just different variations of himself. Oh. I... I, I the, the... Talk about the, the post-apocalyptic ending of Army of Darkness. Uh... He gets to get at the very end. He gets this little potion. He's supposed to take, I think it's three drops, and he ends up like something distracts him, so he ends up taking one too many, and he like sleeps through the end of the world. Basically, <laughs> he wakes up, and there's like nuclear waste everywhere and crap. There's there's destruction and violence, and I think you see like a giant is it the London Tower, the the giant Big Ben or whatever falling yeah, over the background, yeah, and like we well, got to think because he's in. And he's I know in that um, Europe right now. I read a thing that this ending was actually the original one because it was supposed to set up an idea for a fourth film where Ash was basically going to be in Mad Max style, like, surviving a post-apocalyptic wasteland. And well, that would be freaking sweet. And that, and that sort of goes to show you that sugar, the original... No, you. Give me some sugar, No, I'm good. Oh, okay. keep, it. keep it to yourself. But the, the original idea for Evil Dead 2 was Army of Darkness and that he would end up uh, you know, going back in time, and and basically, it was going. To, every movie was going to set him in a different, you know, entirely new scenario. And one and two are, are samey in mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Uh, the tone is very different, but in terms of the the it's iconography dope. of the the surroundings, but this movie sticks out like a sore thumb in both good and bad ways, depending mm-hmm. on how you want to look at it. Um, but that that ending is sort of interesting. Uh, of like, where would you have gone with that? Uh, a a Mad Max uh, uh, 
Ash Ash. Jedites and human cannibals and tribes of roaming barbarians or whatever. Oh, it's so good. The ending of Ash versus Evil Dead basically does the same Mm -hmm. thing. But there's there's a very very direct old man Logan uh, from mm-hmm. uh, Days of Future Past uh, homage there with you know he's wearing the jacket he's got the the gray in the hair it's 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 very much on the nose I mean Sam Raimi's a huge comic book fan that's not mm-hmm. to be you know obviously but there the stood still reference because for some reason everyone always gets those words wrong yeah it's uh. It's a uh, Klaatu Barada Nikto. Nikto. Yep. And uh, Bruce says Verada. But he's also playing an idiot who didn't pay attention. I know your damn words. Klaatu Barada. So, these different theories of how these all could intertwine, Bruce has pretty much said that like he's... You know, he's done with the series. And we're lucky we're getting a, a video game. Mm-hmm. And Boom Studios and, and even some crossovers with Marvel have uh, kept the the, the story going. But is this a direction that, like, you think a like a comic series would be good for? Like, uh, the, the either the, this alternate ending here, maybe you could have both versions of Ash basically meet up. Well, we also established it, was it in Friday the 13th, uh, Jesus, uh, the one where he gets taken over, crap. We're going to talk about that later. Oh, we're not, we're not, we're, we're, we're going to address, we're the, talk okay, about, we're the about, theory, got gotcha. you, okay. We're talking about cool. that later. But I, I, if it's Ash, as long as Bruce Campbell's willing to play Ash in a live yeah. Ash thing, I would love to see it. If it's a comic thing, I'll, I'll read it. I mean, I'm still trying to freaking get a hold of the Ash and Freddy and Jason comics. For some reason, they're really hard to find. Damn it. Jesus, he's taking an ass whooping. <laughs> oh, those Freddy versus Jason versus Ash comics are impossible mm-hmm. to find because they were produced in low numbers. And I have the first series, like the, the actual single issues. And I think Fat Tony has uh, the second one in trade paperback, which is something you should look into selling, my friend, because those things go for ridiculous amounts or of money. Or just, you know, give it to me, because I'm, I'm good, and you love me. I've actually got, a pa- I've got PDF copies if you want uh, if you want a copy. I probably will. Still screaming for no reason? Oh, there's good reason. <laughs> so this, this, this... One of the most iconic scenes in the movie. I think there's the shot... The windmill, the slow 360. I love... This is just... The difference in in the approach of filmmaking between then and now is so vast. And... I'm so sick of CGI. Mm -hmm. It makes me... It takes me so far out of the movie... And like, and, and I know you've finished Moon Knight, and I, I can't. I just, I, I'm, I just don't care. It's I, worth finishing. And the reason being is, just everything's so fucking artificial. And then, yeah, like there are parts of this movie that, like, right here, like the matte lines are really, really thick and and points. He watches but, on Blu-ray. It's really rough. But this is so much more creative than somebody sitting at a computer for ten hours mm-hmm. making some, you know. Cartoon blue cat. Yeah. Okay. Fuck Remember you, the Avatar. shotgun. Remember the shotgun, guys. 
because I didn't realize until I was getting prepared for this film that there is a continuity error here. Oh, there's several continuity errors uh, throughout. Especially with the shotgun, though. It's something I never noticed. That's why I still love these films. Oh! <laughs> uh, I, I, I love this. This is straight out of Gulliver's Travels. Oh, one thing we didn't really mention because we're talking over it, but uh, Ash is uh, is shown to be somewhat of a competent engineer by mm-hmm. taking uh, a metal gauntlet and making a Crafting functional a hand. hand, which I'm sure was more out of the desire for... Not to have a chainsaw on the end of your arm all the time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> His facial expressions are so good. <clears throat> oh, flat back bump. Like a pro. <laughs> it's the wrestling crossover we need. I actually did make him in Fire Pro. <laughs> But with the metal hand. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, right here is yeah. a direct homage from Gulliver's Travels. I'll tell you, this is a little off, off topic, but it's a, it's a really funny story that, uh, that actually happened to me. So, a you were few, held down by midgets? Yes, I was held down by midgets. No, okay. uh, several years ago, this shot is really bad, by the way, of them holding open his mouth. <laughs> oh my God. That's. On VHS, it doesn't look that bad. Um, several years ago, I was in a local video store, back when, you know, people actually went to video stores, and uh, Jack Black had his version of Gulliver's Travels come out. Mm-hmm. I'm in there because I'm, like, uh, buying some stuff for my Nintendo Wii. That shows you how long ago this was. And a black family comes in there, and this then girl, like, maybe, like, seven or eight years old, she got oh, down in the floor, and I mean through a fit that, like, you would thought she was possessed because they did not have Gulliver's Travels Oh, my in. God. And I'm not saying this from a racist point of view. This is just a cultural thing, but, like, I'm sorry, but I didn't, I didn't know that black families were huge Jack Black fans. And it, I know they stole this, or he didn't steal it. It was an homage to a movie from, like, the 50s called The Master. The, the Master, yes. Yeah. This is, like, it's a very similar transformation all the way through. I love the distorted oh. moon. The uh, the moon is intentionally widened to make it look oblong as sort of a tribute to the first film. I mean, it doesn't have the hard square mat line around it, but... <sighs> Straight Three Stooges. Now these wide shots where it's obviously a uh, a dummy, but like there's the the shots where it's composited, where it's Bruce on on both sides, and like some of those are actually pretty mm-hmm. good for for the time. More another iconic line about to happen. Badash, you're good. You're good ash. I I I love that that Bruce gets to do. <clears throat> more than just Ash in this, mm-hmm. um, because he gets to do basically he gets to kick his own ass, which is which is <laughs> hilarious. Little goody two shoes, little goody two shoes. <laughs> this is so. This is just so cartoon. Okay, now look at his back. Oh, he has the shotgun again, even though he never yeah. picked it up. That's <laughs> nah, it's not important. 
it's little things like that, though. It's like it makes it rewatchable. You'll catch little things, and that's a little thing, but it's hilarious. Good, bad. I'm, I'm the, the guy, guy with, with the gun. gun. Great, uh. great stuff. Um. So the the progression of of comedy uh, by this film, I mean, as we just saw, it's, uh-huh. it's fully on display. Um, does Army of Darkness feature the best version of Ash? I think by this time he's fully formed. Um, he's a bumbling, heroic badass. Where in the second film, like he he built up to that point. Um, and then in the first movie, he was very much a screen queen, basically, who just happened to be the last man standing in a he, way. I mean, he he has he has sort of some of those corny moments, mm-hmm. but is played a lot more straight in the first film. Now, by this point, you're right; he's a fully formed character, or by in some ways, he's a caricature. Yeah, but I think. From strictly from a performance standpoint, I think this this is the the best version of Ash, and even though like in my head, I see Ash from like Evil Dead One or Evil Dead Two, but when I think of Ash, it's it's Army of Darkness Ash. I still think of him with the chainsaw in his hand though all the time. I always forget about the glove or the metal hand. No, well, we still we but still we still get it at, at points. He but still has, I mean he literally just used it to chop up evil ash. Um of the I know this is a hard question to ask, but of <laughs> the of the original 3, don't I mean, wha- do it. how do you how do you don't. rank Army of Darkness in the trilogy? I don't like this question. Well, you got to answer. 3 and 2 are tied and 1 is in second place. All right. Well, I, depending on the day, it could be either one. I don't like this question because I love those two. For me, and th- and this is not a, a knock on quality because I think all I think this is arguably the the greatest trilogy of genre film, mm-hmm. with maybe the exception being uh, the original Star Wars trilogy. Is yeah. Um, but I mean, that's that's a more Hollywood film. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's still a this genre not- film. That was not what much Weld Furton was, but well, kinda for for a space opera, yes, but for a for a blockbuster, no. But I I think I would still have to rank them in order: one, two, and then three. One, two, and three, and I I could probably if I'm watching part two, I'm more likely to just want to watch three because there's a it's they a nice so well yeah it's a nice uh, like cooperative quality to them. Um, while we're here at the subject, uh, we have our different versions of the Necronomicon here. I mean, they're all the same design, mm-hmm. but each each film has a different look. And actually, in the original Evil Dead, it's not even called the Necronomicon. It's the, the it's the Mortem de Manto. Yeah. Um, and I've heard differing reasons as to why. Uh, I guess because the Necronomicon was an H.P. Lovecraft creation, they I guess they were afraid of copyright, even though it was it was you know the public domain by that yeah. point. But beside the point, uh, by part two, it was Necronomicon, Necronomicon ex mortis, and uh, but in terms of the books, like each one of them has their their own kind of look. Which mm-hmm. one do you think is your like is your favorite design wise? The first one's really like clunky, but smaller and grody. Um, 
Uh, this is Daffy Duck. This is Daffy yeah. Duck when he gets his bill shot off and he's trying to get it, you know, back in position. John Kerry. <laughs> oh. Exactly like him. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. It's so wrong dumb. Book. Whoa, wrong book. <laughs> what gave it away? Perfectly windswept hair now. But uh, but which one's your favorite? Like of the of the films? Probably part one because it did look grotier and it had like that fat, like ew, it, it looked slimy in a way. And this one looks a lot more refined. Maybe well, I know at this point it should be newer, shouldn't it? So the th- the thing <laughs> I don't like about this one is that. Well, like, with the exception of this one biting his hand. Actually, there is a uh, there's a puppet, a hand puppet version of this book um, where you can you where it? you can articulate the mouth because it's expensive as shit. Um, but I love this is very much like the uh, the reanimator fight with the dead cat scene. Yeah, well, I mean, when you have a physical comedian like Bruce Campbell, um, you can basically just get him to kick his own ass. Yep. Um, but part one and part two, like, it's sort of a toss up because I like things about both of them better than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I'm going to say Evil Dead 2 just by a, by a notch. Um, because I, I love the, the more raised three dimensionalness of it. And this one, it's, it's really very flat. flat. Question. If he would have said the words as soon as he got up there, would it have shown the actual book, you think? Oh, well. Instead of him waiting until it's narrowed down. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good facial acting. It's like it's dawning on me. Oh, oh, crap. I did not pay attention. Noodle. It's an (laughs) N-word. It's definitely an (laughs) N-word. Somebody needs to TikTok meme that or give it. It's definitely an (laughs) N-word. I, Nobody's here. I, they won't know. They won't know. Ooh. Murata. Oh. <laughs> Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. There was there was a, definitely a, a, a affirmation there. There was thunder. God, I mean, that's this this show right here is like straight out of a universal horror film. I mean, it, it is yeah. a universal horror film, but I mean, like of like the nineteen thirties or nineteen forties. This is like straight out of the Wolfman. You know, you the, that had to be what they were going for too. That the, matte painting in the background. You've out got there. you know, like the the foggy foreground, and you're in a somewhat of a cemetery. Lightning striking, thunders clapping. It did so gothic. I, I love it. I love it so much. Everything's cool. I said the words. <laughs> so, the progression of comedy in the series. It's just. It's now we're in like full on comedy mode. Oh yeah, and it goes way more in the slapstick direction than like say tree rape of the first one. Um, could there have been a version of Army of Darkness that would have worked as a serious horror film? Or by this point, is like is is the toothpaste too far? Following out two? No, they. I mean, they could have stuck with that same. It would have been harder to keep that perfect balance of horror and comedy. So I think they made the right decision going full-blown. Now, if the second one had stuck more to what the first one was, or even if Army of Darkness took place right after part one, I'm sure that you could have definitely pulled off a much darker tone. Well, but look the, what we're dealing with. The big, one big reason that they went more comedic in the second movie is because it had been such 
a long period between <laughs> between the first one and the second one. They they thought you know like, Sam's doing this. He's the one controlling his hands. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just skeletons jamming their fingers in, in his orifices. And if you can tell, there's well, some there's some coming up his rear end too. So oh, yeah. uh, you know you know Sam's poking him in his in his dangly bits just to oh. to get right there. Oh, oh, oh my oh, god, right in the oh. hole. <laughs> <laughs> the birds chirping everything. Three Stooges. Yeah, it's just, it's just, <laughs> 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 the sound effects. The the Foley artist. It's it's yep. directly from you ooh, know those, those old Three Stooges shorts. <sighs> god. Uh, I have. I'd like to know what Bruce got paid for this, because this this is his only, uh, like theatrically released starring role. Isn't that sad? Jesus, I didn't even realize that. Oh well, wow! I mean, Evil Dead Two technically was released, but it, it had was a but it, but it was limited. It was limited yeah. because of the un you know, unrated and Evil Dead One was shown practically not in theaters at all. It was a movie. Evil Dead 1 was released simultaneously. It's actually the first movie. It was released simultaneously in theaters and on video, and that's how it caught on. I... Again. I will tell you you a story about a a girl I used to date. Her name was Amy. Did she look like this? No, she did not. Um, She's a very very nice girl. We're on on good terms, but... um, she was a huge Evil Dead and Army of Darkness fan. So I guess one girl, why was she dating you? I know, right? Uh, but I, I got her the Evil Ash action figure, the McFarlane mm-hmm. figure, still in the packaging and everything. And um, one, one of the few times where I actually uh, realized that I have a heart and it could be hurt. Like, I, I got this for her, and she didn't take it out of the back of her car for like a couple of weeks, that really hurt my feelings. It actually led to us me breaking up with her because I was like, I was so disheartened. I also got her a can of soup that's made to look like uh, oh our, the Campbells, the, the Cam- Bruce, yeah, Bruce Campbell's Cream of Darkness. I got that for her, and when we broke up, I was like, "Bitch, you're giving that back to me. You didn't appreciate it to begin with." And it's 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 on my. Um, it's on my um, microwave in the the Black Lodge <laughs> kitchen, but uh, no, Amy's a good a good girl. But like, man, that really hurt my feelings. I would like, man too because I was like, I I wanted this for myself, and I opted to give it to you. So, so I, think I missed the scene where he calls him Spinach Chin, <laughs> which is a direct Three Stooges from their uh, short Malice to Palace. Ah, oh, Malice to Palace is a uh, Shimp episode. Hmm. Uh, that's one of the few that's in the public domain, so it's one of the like the shimp episodes that like everybody has seen. Um, while we're on the subject of the Stooges, um, I love the Three Stooges. I'm 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 assuming if you're a guy, you have to love the Three Stooges. Um, Women won't get it; and they never will. Well, that, I was going to ask you about your wife because she, she freaking hates them, just like she hates Ernest and anything slapsticky like. Man, I just don't. I just she don't loves get it. airplane, but that's because of like it's that rapid fire comedy where anybody can laugh because there's a joke for everybody. But the slapstick elements from it, she just didn't get it. Like uh, even in uh, I watch Christmas Vacation every year. It's my favorite Christmas movie. The scene where he's in the attic and he keeps hitting back by the boys yeah. always cracks me up. And she just will be looking. He was great about that. He's, he's hiding Christmas presents and he keeps finding Christmas <laughs> presents from like years, years that no one ever found, decades earlier. <laughs> that's gonna be funny stuff. 
Um, Sam kept opting for Army of Darkness to receive a PG-13 rating, but the MPAA consistently gave it an R rating, no matter what changes were made. Now, one of, one of the things that has been uh, cited is that giant gusher of blood from the where the pit bitch is, oh um, and they refused to cut that. It's it's bright c- pink. because it's 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 one of the great it's one of the best laughs in the movie. Yeah, um, it is genuinely funny. Would Army of Darkness have been I'll just more, pull a talk, baby? Would it have been more successful if it had been rated PG thirteen? Do you think? I mean, it would have opened it up to a wider audience, technically, but. I was watching these films at a young age anyway, so I think if you're going to watch horror films, then you're going to be of a certain... <sighs> I can I can remember when this came out on VHS, mm-hmm. because the poster is so iconic. That's the reason why I rented it. But I can't... That image on the but front. I don't remember ever seeing a trailer for Shout this. Movie gallery. I don't remember ever seeing like an, an advertisement it was that VHS cover like just walking by in the horror section you see that that image and it's so freaking cool I I rented it blind and that's what led down the rabbit hole eventually but I this, I, this is so great the dead eye flapping away and the matte lines are as thick as uh, <laughs> the 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 uh, <laughs> the widescreen bars on the television I mean but that's a nice looking puppet. Like it's just good stuff. Oh, me sword. This set. Um, weren't they in Mexico? That would make sense. I think they were in Mexico, like in the uh, the not it, salt flats. I can't remember what they're called. It makes um, it makes me sad though that like they go to all this trouble to make these things, and. Inevitably, <laughs> excuse me. Inevitably, they're just going to be destroyed mm. or or left to rot. And like this, like castle set is just so immaculately designed, and all these little details are just so great. And I mean, you got to think like a lot of this stuff probably got uh, so Ray Harryhausen. <laughs> uh, that's very Ray Harryhausen mm-hmm. right there. Um, but you got to think like a lot of this stuff is probably just sitting in in a warehouse at the Universal lot somewhere, like never to be used never again. Be seen again. Yeah, I know that um, Bruce hated playing Evil Ash just because of the makeup. It took like three hours every day of extra time just to put this crap on, and then he had very hard time emoting or even talking through it. it his he's already got a big chin, and they've mm-hmm. they've like over exaggerated. Oh god, what's the guy from uh, Maniac Cop? Oh, Rubber Zadar. That guy. He looks like Rubber Zadar. Oh. Well, oh, kiss me. Ugh. I have no lips. Oh my god, look, it's hey, almost. We have, it's we al- have almost no, a titty. Almost, almost. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, if you got an R, Sam, why not just throw the titty out there? No, come on. Nope. You already got the when R. I, when I watched the movie, I thought, like, oh my god, let me freeze frame this. Do you see a nipple? Nope. Fucking a well-placed hair braid. They probably, I, like, taped it right there, too, so it wouldn't go anywhere. Oh, that's gaffer's tape, man. And you know what? You take that shit off, you don't have a nipple anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, unnamed wench whose titty was almost <laughs> exposed, I tip my cap to you, and I hope you got paid well for your sacrifice. Uh, I know also in the original draft of this, Ash was supposed to lose an eye. 
But for some reason, it got scrapped, and I don't know what scene it was supposed to happen in. I couldn't find any more on it. Hey, there was Ted. Hey, it's Ted. I bl- you know, in all honesty, when you write a script, it's, it goes through several mm-hmm. rewrites, and that may have been a thing where Bruce was like, yeah, no. Like, and then they improv on the side a lot in these films as well, so. Um, now, Sam has had a really varied career, and Scott actually brought up an idea for a new segment we're going to apply in terms of Sam Raimi's films, <laughs> other than the Evil Dead trilogy, so you want to explain what this yeah, is? Yeah, it's, um, watch one. Remake one and erase one from existence entirely. So you can watch the film as it currently, when it came out, the way it is now. Or you can remake it to today's standards with new CG and new makeup and all that fancy stuff. And the other one is erased from existence forever. Boy, okay. Well, what's our what's our choices? Stick with the Sam Raimi theme here. We're going to go Darkman, Spider-Man 2, and Quick and the Dead. Uh, three objectively good movies. I, I am probably I, three of them. I am probably less enthusiastic about Spider Man Two than a lot of people are. It's still but good. but it's still it's still the best. Dead Raimi again. It's still the best Spider Man movie ever made. Um, it's not my favorite Spider Man, but it's still the best Spider Man movie. So, uh, man, am I going to be the one to? Oh, you're going first. I, first. I came up with this thing. Okay, well, if I'm gonna, if I'm tasked with watching a movie, I would, I would say, uh, I would watch Darkman. Uh, okay. I actually watched Darkman not long ago. Uh, the anniversary just happened, and they're mm-hmm. talking about uh, Liam Neeson coming back and potentially doing that. a long after the fact sequel that would disregard uh, Darkman two and three, um, which had Arnold Vosloo in the them. Halloween thing. Uh, kind of. Even in heavy makeup, she's still attractive. Uh, I know they tried to make her look fugly, but that forehead dragged your balls on that all day long. <laughs> um, but uh, but I would watch Darkman. Um, I would I would remake um, Spider Man Two. Oh wow! Okay, and I would remake it, and basically the only difference I would make Tom Holland is no. I mean, even like but, <gasps> um, Tobey Maguire's fine. I just he I is would, a great Peter Parker. He is not a good Spider Man. I would I would alter the costume. I would okay. make I would make it more comic accurate. Okay. Um, he would not be making organic web fluid. That's stupid, Sam. That's the, <laughs> the I will never I will never. Let, I love the the joke they made in the uh, Spider Man um, No Home. That's that was good. That's a great way to address it. But I I hate that and. Even though Alfred Molina is a really good actor, um, I don't care if you had to uh, dig him up. I want Roy Orbison to play that character, and you and you and you dub him with a German with a German accent because Doctor Otto Octavius looks like Roy Orbison, yep. and he has a German accent. So and that, that bowl cut. Um, but pretty much everything. I forgot else. something. I really wanted to mention right here, real quick. Whenever they opened the trunk of the car, none of that was props. That was legit what Sam Raimi had in the trunk of his car. That's that's that awesome. That is fucking insane to me, because there is, like, so much random shit in there. And as much as I, I love the the Western, uh, I'd, I would, uh, I'd have to delete it, um, because, I mean, in terms of, like, great Westerns, I, it's mean, okay. I mean, it's okay. I, it, I, it's definitely, you mm-hmm. know, not once, once upon a time in uh, Mexico or... Uh, the or, Searchers. Um, 
Magnificent Oh, once, once Upon a Time in the West. Not Once Upon a Time in Mexico. That's a Brad Pitt, Pitt movie. Um, once Upon a Time in the West, the Sergio Leone film. That That's uh, the Wild Bunch. Um, fuck. There's an endless the, amount of yeah. fantastic westerns. Even the the modern remake of 310 to Yuma, which is slept on, but it's a great western film. <sighs> There's also a modern remake of a, a western that you won't watch out of principle, even though it's... I tried. I made it about 20 minutes in, and I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. Made by the, the Coen brothers, who worked with Sam Raimi uh, mm-hmm. early in their careers. Good They're friends. still good friends to this day. So, what? what's your take on... I will remake um, Darkman. I think it could be done better. Not by much, but it could be done better. Uh, well, who who would you have? Ooh, I don't. Uh, would you recast, or would you keep uh, old-ass Liam Neeson? That'd be an interesting idea. Or you could have the man that was originally supposed to play him. Bruce Campbell. Get Bruce to play him. Get in shape a little bit, Bruce. I mean, you've gotten... <laughs> you have the dad bod rocking Ash vs. Evil Dead. But you ain't old enough to not pull that off. I mean, they this make is your girdles. chance. They make girdles. Yeah. I mean, you wore one. <laughs> um, I'll watch Spider-Man 2 because I saw that crap in theaters. I still love that film. It is still genuinely good. The The scene with the train and all that is iconic. But the part that everyone doesn't do is the part where he falls and the, the New Yorkers catch him. And it looks just like my son. He's the same age as my son and all that stuff. I love that scene. It touches me. Makes me teary out every time. And then I actually got to agree with you. Um, I will erase Quick and the Dead, even though it has a fantastic... Gene Hackman in that film is genuinely, like, menacing. I feel like we're... like God, it's hard because, like, I I don't want to shit on the movie. No. Because it's it's a genuinely good movie. It's well shot. It's well acted. It has a great story, but... Gene Hackman is in, like, my top three favorite actors of all time. He's so good. And, um... (sighs) I, I, I hurt... By saying that, but it ain't no French connection. Yeah, so uh, that's my that's that's the way I lay it out. And so I, I I think we'll we'll keep this going on in the future. Um, go ahead and I think take that, it. That'll be. Uh, fun I to did. Do. Um, this was not an original idea of mine. I actually got this from um, a guy that I listened to. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he does a podcast called Remember the Game, and he does it with video games. And he's also a stand-up comedian. He's in Canada, so I'm sure you'll right, never well, hear this. Well, but. don't fucking seal us. Uh, 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 sue us for stealing your idea <laughs> as simply an homage yeah. now Ar- Army of Darkness was filming around the time uh, the little film that we did early in the podcast history uh, that being Jason Goes to Hell um, that's here we go and uh, there's a couple of crossover uh, things from that film mm-hmm. uh, now uh, Adam Marcus and some people visited the set and they, they got permission from Sam Raimi uh, to use props. So in Jason Goes to Hell, we have the Necronomicon and we have the Kandarian dagger. dagger, which plays a big role in the, the finale of the film. Now, this has been controversial to no end. I freaking love the idea. So is this just oh. is this just a fun Easter egg or is the implication that Jason is a dead actor or reanimated from the Necronomicon? I would love... For it to be a page in there that Jason is a, a, a part of the Necronomicon, that unstopping, unstoppable killing beast who's a force of nature is in one of those pages of the Necronomicon. He is technically a deadite. I love that I, idea so freaking much. I don't 
personally, I don't like to think of him as a deadite. Like if if this is going to be a, a, part, class. A, a part of your head canon, then yes, that you could you could say that the the Necronomicon is the reason why he is uh, reanimated mm-hmm. and and an unstop, unstoppable killing force. However. The word deadite has so many goofy connotations that I, that I can't in good faith give him that title. No, I, I, that's what he is. If you come to the Necronomicon, you are a deadite or a demon. So we can say he's a demon if you want, but I mean, deadites are possessed souls, so just saying. There's demons, because we've seen it in Ash vs. Evil Dead, and then there's everything else is a deadite. Nah. Yeah. I'm, say it. Say Jason's a deadite. Uh, I Come on. I can't in good conscience 100% say that. I love this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Another um, one of the things Ted Raimi did was he played multiple, he did multiple of the voices for these skeletons. Ted Raimi is so underrated. I think he has like four different characters in this. Yeah, we've, we've seen two or three of them. He's great. And <laughs> we used to work with a guy at our haunted house, both Scott and I. Named Zach Lemmings, and Zach Lemmings ah. looks just like Ted Ramey, and I think that's why I've loved him like like you know so much. He's a over skinnier the years. version, which he, is somehow possible. He's he's so funny, but when I look at him, I can't help but see Sam Ramey's little brother Ted. You know, and so Zach Lemmings, that's that's why we tolerated you, is that you vaguely remind <laughs> me of uh, a wonderful character actor. Now, um, we got some new additions to the cast uh, this go-round. We alluded to a couple of them. Um, we have the Deadite Captain, who is played by Bill Mosley, and we also have Patricia, I can't talk, Patricia Tallman, who plays the Possessed Witch. Mm-hmm. They both starred together in Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead remake from 1990. They were Johnny and Barbara. Now, I don't know if you know this, but Bill Mosley was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 with Dennis Hopper, who was in Speed oh, with Sandra Bullock, who was in Miss Congeniality with Ernie Hudson, who was in Ghostbusters. You just got busted again. Now, we also have a... This game has been going on for 10 years, guys. <laughs> 10 years. We also have a, a bookend character, uh, the character of Linda, which makes no sense. No, uh, which, not at all. Which adds to the whole... Uh, it's a different Ash every time, and it's a different Linda every time. Like you can maybe mm. make that work. Uh, that's mm. played by Bridget Fonda, um, and she was in Jackie that's Brown with Robert De Niro, oh who was in Mad Dog and Glory with Bill Murray, who was in <laughs> Ghostbusters. You just got busted three times. Uh, I mentioned Billy Bryan, who was the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's pretty a pretty good amount of getting busted. But we also have M. Beth D- uh, David. Here we go. I'm making. I uh, can't. I don't know how her name is pronounced, but uh, she's the role of Ash's love interest, Sheila. Um, she was in Schindler's List, which was directed by Steven Spielberg, who directed Dan Aykroyd in 1941, who was also in Ghostbusters. So that's four times, my friend. The Death Machine. Do 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 do. That's War Machine. I know. Uh, oh really? Yeah. I don't believe you. But then you're a fibber. This is this is very uh, Mad Max. I'm just so. saying. Like as soon as I saw that that was supposed to happen, it made me even more mad that we're never going to get that because that would be so freaking sweet. 
Um, in in the course of these films, we uh, we have the uh, what you refer to as fake shimps, and mm-hmm. we we talked about that in the last episode. And if you want to know here much in greater detail, go and check out our 1981 Evil Dead um, watch along. But we get a couple of awesome cameos of people playing fake shimps in this movie. We have director William Lust- Lustig, who uh, did Maniac, Maniac Cop, um, Uncle Sam, uh, mm-hmm. you know, cult director, worked with Bruce Campbell on Maniac Cop and Maniac Cop 2. And we also have Candyman director Bernard Roves. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, you would never know. Uh, if you were not looking for them, um, and you're, you're seeing like literally the back of them, but they're in the movie. And then, as you've mentioned, we have Ted Raimi um, playing, so I mean, characters. so many roles. Basically, whenever they needed a funny face to put in the background, he's there to, to accommodate. Now, we're recording this on Friday the 13th, which is the release date uh, of the new Evil Dead video game. Now, because Universal owns the rights to Army of Darkness, it has been kind of a speed bump for the series over the years. Now, for instance, they've released uh, some sets that included Part 1 and Part 2 and even like the uh-huh. the series and the, the new movie, um, but they've always left out Army of Darkness, and that's because <clears throat> of legality issues and like who gets the cut of, you know, the percentage or whatever. All about that money. Now, <clears throat> even when they were doing Ash vs. Evil right Dead... Um, they could not mention any mm. anything regarding Army of Darkness until until the third season, and they didn't really disregard it, but they just couldn't acknowledge it. Now something has happened, and whatever whatever has happened, we're, we're happy for because yada yada yada. The video game mm-hmm. was able to pull a hail mary, and we're going to get the medieval castle map that we're the very know, first expansion, yeah, or whatever. It's going to be a free to play expansion, so you don't have to pay extra for it. So, which I'm excited about. Henry the well, Red. That's actually my my question for you. Like, how excited are you for this game? <laughs> if I was in the process of packing all my shit and spe- like penny pinching so hard, Abraham Lincoln screaming, I would have already been playing it right now, but. <laughs> I just can't. It's, it is going to, as soon as we get up there and get comfortable, though, I am going to buy it immediately because I need this game. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, need it. It's going to be a while before I'm able to get it. Uh, I'm in uh, financial dire straits because of uh, saving for Frank and Con oh, and stuff. But uh, by the time this episode comes out, I will probably have it. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm very excited to play it. Um, it just seems like this is a, a property that lends itself to, you know, a, a multiplayer online game. And there's just so many colorful characters. And, you know, as they expand and give you more, I, I you know, the sky's the limit. I, I'm very excited to play Pedro for some reason. I don't know why, <laughs> but I really want to play as Pedro. This this whole section of the film is is very Jason and the Argonauts, and and I love that. And, and I mean the the Ray Harryhausen um, homages are just one hundred percent intentional, legit. Like it wore Bruce out because they were trying to get him one take, and he like going up and down the stairs doing all these choreographs and stuff. And I think he doesn't he get injured. It's good for your quads, man. Oh, I have no doubt he's... Um, I think he gets injured when they're fighting up the stairs. Like, something happens and he gets, like, hit. Yeah, I think... Doesn't he... He gets, uh... He gets, like, cut or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the, uh... He gets nicked on his face. Yep. And... That's what that, it is. That's what they, uh... 
they incorporated that into like the makeup. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, can't they, tell. Or they they took him to a plastic surgeon and everything. Yep. Like they stopped shooting, and because you know his uh, the money maker baby can't, uh, can't ruin the money maker. <laughs> you got real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this, but it, this is also another intentional uh, homage. But all of the deadites. The way they hold their hands up, sort of in an you know an arcing witch's witch ish fashion, that's directly taken from House on Haunted Hill. I did where, not know that. Where there's the there there's the shot where the camera pans over and it's the witch, and they have like the moving platform that's right below the view of the camera, and they oh, push wow. her through, and she's got her hands like that's that's a direct homage, and it's it's a subtle thing, but um, it's it's just it's nice. I, I just thought it looked really, really cool, it. like especially the. Uh, the Yoshibich one, uh, whenever she flies at him, she does this. <laughs> I was like, that is like so Bella Lugosi. It's good shit. I lo- you know, I love that we're doing an audio podcast and you're doing all these. Uh, oh, well, sorry. Gesticulations am- that no one can see. He's like, like this, like Very this. Physical. They can't fucking see you. They know the reference I'm talking about from earlier in the film. <laughs> Shut it. You're going down. So, um, this film was released. <laughs> You know, in a bunch of foreign markets, as you know, any any wide release film because they're trying to, you know, add extra dollars to the box office. And this film was released in Japan. Do you have any idea what this movie is called in Japan? I have no idea. It is the the probably simultaneously the best and worst title for a film Hit ever. Me. It's a title that can only exist in Japan. Captain Supermarket. <laughs> that's one hundred shit. That's one hundred percent true. So it is Captain now Supermarket. it is now my life's goal that I have to find a Japanese laser disc of Captain Supermarket for my laser disc collection. I wonder if we could ever get like Bruce to sign it as like Captain Supermarket. Well, I mean, if I could ever a chance to meet Bruce, uh I've been screwed out of meeting him both times. I know he uh, comes to one of the horror conventions in Cleveland a lot, and that's my goal, since I'll be like uh, an hour away from there. Well, good for you. and your... You'll get to come up if you want to drive that far. It's only nine hours. Oh, Jesus It's like eight Christ. hours from here to Cleveland, but... One thing that we hadn't really touched on... Jeez, um, the burning... Oh. There are... The, a lot of the, like, the up-close skeletons are they're like you know marionetted puppet kind of things but then also there are some people like they found skinny in people out, yeah. in, wearing suits and th- those are called the fat skeletons um there's the deadite captain he's so good i love that he has like little <laughs> pock marks from when he got shot in the face with the shotgun and <laughs> he just fucking palms him bam <laughs> Slice oh, that man. open. I. It's kind of crazy to think just the evolution of this series going from a you know a somewhat serious horror film about you know demonic possession in the woods that is Being now genuinely scary, like and <sighs> and and now a skeleton. Wow! 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 wow. Is doing <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Goofy eye rolls and they have uh, canary sounds whenever he gets hit in the face and this is just great. I oh so good. 
Yeah. That's I, a hard line right there. Uh, I'll have my vengeance. Buckle up, Bonehead, because you're going for a ride. Huh? <laughs> I think this is the I, most we've ever... Like, the steam sound whenever he's head up. Come on! Him flipping and exploding. <laughs> it's just... This is probably the least we've ever talked on a podcast, just because like we're enjoying the film so much, and I, you've kept it moving, so you're, you're a professional, but I love this movie. It's so much fun just to sit back and watch how ridiculous it is. I, I love that there's somewhat of a comic book logic to the end of this. It's like, okay, um, the head skeleton has been destroyed, therefore all the, all the other skeletons have to flee, even though they still greatly outnumber them and probably could win if oh, they yeah. just kept fighting. I mean, what do they have to lose? They're already dead. <laughs> I didn't. I never thought. Like I just always know they have the snake's gone. Nah, it's just it's, it's there's here's your happy here's your happy ending and um, hip hip hooray uh, you know and it, it's 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 got a nice little coda to it where you know you have your warring factions that are you know they they came to save them They're like all right you know we're we're on amicable. Ground was now. Gondor when the Westfold fell. Now this would have been a good twist to have at this point. It's like, all right, we've defeated the army of the dead. Now humans are going to start killing each other. They've been very much like uh, Ashes says, "Fuck it," just walks off. That'd be hilarious. That would have been the uh, Snake Plissken route. Yeah, I'm just like. Fuck it, but uh, um, it separates Bruce. They, they could have they could have had a Game of Thrones ending right here. It's like where you you have this slow marching of uh, 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 army of the dead that you think is going to be the you know the big climax of the series, and then they take care of that, and then like nope, let's let's have more two houses human- fell together mm. and they address it sometime in the future. But no, this it's a nice nice little coda. It makes you. You know, it gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling. Ash deserves the happy ending, and that's probably... I know that's the reason why... Was it test audiences is the reason why it got changed? Because it's just so... He earned this victory, and then... Well, you, you know, know, if if this were a horror movie, if we still had a horror grounding in it, the the unhappy ending would, prob- like would probably work better. Um, but when you're, you're selling this as somewhat of a heroic... Uh, fantasy tale you you want to leave your crowd you know with the little you know happiness and and even though you do we still kind of get uh the implication that things are not okay mm-hmm. at the end of this movie and i mean knowing what we know now like where you can you can draw that line between army of darkness to ash versus evil dead but that wasn't the intention necessarily at first because they weren't able to legally do so. So with that in mind, how does if you do, if you take Army of Darkness out of the equation, how does evil how does Ash get from Evil Dead 2 to Army of Darkness? Or I'm sorry, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. You didn't think about that, did oh, you? Oh no, like uh I have no freaking clue. Hey look it's Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I have no idea, because, like, it literally, like, they open a portal to suck him, set the evil back in time, and then he falls through, and then all of a sudden he's back. And we're not going to talk about it. I, that's why, that's why I think, like, I mean, you you can really make the argument that it's different ashes. Okay, I'm or, trying to figure this out, because I think, 
if I read right, they shot this scene in an actual store in Mexico. And I'm trying to see if there's anything that gives away that you're in Mexico, not in America. Small town America. Well, you know, S-Mart is a chain, real chain. Of, a real chain of supermarkets. Uh, and I believe, I believe they're based out of Canada. It. And the reason they chose it is because the the Michigan, uh, where, they're, where they're from, is kind of on the border right of, between America and Canada. Here we go. Smacked me in the wrong place. I I love this, but it does kind of come out of out of nowhere. Here's the other aspect of the film that you can take as you would like. Um, <laughs> uh, and he fucking surfs. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I think the word you look for is amazing. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. Um, but the other aspect of the film is that, like, how much of what? I mean, obviously there has to be some real component to it because we have the dead eye here showing up. But he's telling the story, like the 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 course of the movie is him re- recollecting this event. Maybe overall, evil will always escape a little bit, and so there will always be evil out there in a way. No, I'm not saying that, but like how much of the story that he told is actually true? How much of it is he embellishing upon it? Because, I mean, obviously this proves there's... Ash would never embellish. Well, we know for a fact that's not (laughs) true. (laughs) I honestly don't know. Um, I am king. Head of the the king, king, baby. baby. Suck it, Duke Nukem. That's... so, in, in closing, uh, Army of Darkness absolutely holds up. Yes, it does. It's so much fun. Yeah. I um, had a good time. And then I know, like uh, like most people, we were we were glad that we got um, the Ash vs. Evil Dead series, because for years, like, mm-hmm. there was just false starts about, you know, Evil Dead 4, and I, I really did think there was a point where it was going to happen when they started releasing video games for PS2. Yep. And I'm like, they're just, they're gauging interest in people. And like Sam Raimi's the biggest filmmaker on the planet because of the Spider-Man movies. I thought it was going to happen. And unfortunately it didn't. But I mean, we take, we'll take what we got. And you know, if, if we didn't even get those series, this is a terrific trilogy. It has a beginning, mil- middle and an end. And um, if that's all there was, I would be still happy with that. I'm re- oh, man. I really want them to never remake Evil Dead, even though they already did. But it's like the idea, like if they could have changed the name of it, it would have made a better film if they wouldn't have called that movie Evil Dead. It's I, I like the remake. You do not. Um, I don't. I don't remember enough of it to like it or dislike it. I liked it a lot, but it shouldn't have been called Evil Dead. And I hope they never try to remake these films with the Ash character because nobody will ever be able to do it with the insane like level of <sighs> they took a, lo- a lot or they got a lot out of very very little and that's what makes these movies so good well it's just a testament to the, the creative people working on every level of the film from the production crew Sam Raimi, Ted Raimi, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Tappert, uh, the amazing Bruce Campbell. Everybody just 
They I don't think there's another actor out there that'll put himself through the kind of bullshit that Bruce went through because his best friend just happened to be the director, and they would beat the hell out of each other. Well, he got a paycheck out of it, so <laughs> uh, friendship uh, will go a long way, and he and uh, he carved a nice niche for himself. And uh, he's the king of the B movies, baby. It, it's it's sad he never got to be the A list star that he probably could have been, but should have been. But I think that endears himself to people like us more so because he belongs to us and not the world. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, if he would have gotten the big head, he never would have been as endearing to the audience, even though, like, you know, this whole thing is, I don't give a shit, but... And that's why we love him, because he he doesn't give a shit. Um, But I think that's going to close us out for this month. We'll be back in, I guess, uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, when when are these episodes coming out? We'll be back in July with something. And I don't know when I'll (laughs) ever be back, honestly. Uh, Gotta get up there, moved, and settled in, and... Figure out how to work software so I can help record and stuff occasionally. Well, get your ass uh, motivated and we'll figure out some well, way. It'll, it'll be a while, but this is a great film to go out on my little run for a while on because this was so much fun. But yeah, We'll be back uh, uh, in July with a, a new episode of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. Please find us on social at social media at Rants Black Lodge. You can find us on projectladder.net. Uh, JuicyKruger.com. Stop by uh, to our home pages. Um, please subscribe to the podcast on one of the many platforms we're available on, and buy a t-shirt and a mug from our uh, web store at RantArmy.com. For Fat Fuck Scott, I'm Brandon A. Lane, and we'll see you next time. Till then, Rant Army, keep marching. Keep marching.